This program might contain strong language. If you think you may be offended, switch off now. Hello. We are Honcho. Poncho. The band from Seattle, Washington. Thank you for being listeners of Cairo. Mixtape. I'm the best. 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 Hello there, welcome to the mixtape radio show slash podcast slash non-phenomenon thing that exists in this world. My name is Sean, I am your host. Um, I am standing in the middle of my kitchen uh, with CW, who is the creative genius behind Wall of Ears, which is your band, your project, what would you call this thing because you you wrote all the music you wrote all the lyrics but you have people come in and play on your albums so what is this considered to you and welcome to my home it's grand to be here i consider us like a psychedelic collective is what i refer to it as but maybe we should take out the psychedelic just call it a musical collective um because while i do write the songs i love to mix everyone's idea into it and somehow get people on top of it and inside of it so I like to play with people that have ideas to offer and expand upon, but it is my, I'm the songwriter behind this project, which I've been in so many bands my whole life, but this one is finally like, okay, I'm going to write the songs and that'll be Wall of Years. But it expands out from there and who knows what will happen in the future. We're already working on a new album, so in the goal of this new album is to break all of our previous rules. So we'll see what happens with it, but that's currently what Wall of Yours has been. Okay, yeah, and we should say your new album is called Hello Beautiful Nothing. Uh, if people haven't heard it, it's really great. It's a cool, like, psychedelic pop album. I don't know. It's just, it's it's something um, sort of different coming out of Seattle, I think, so far. Mm-hmm. I be- That's definitely the impetus for the album, was mm-hmm. listening to all these in writing this record, listening to all my favorite 60s, 70s psych records and kind of taking that influence but then trying to do something futuristic at the same time. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of all over the place, but this one definitely had a pop bent. I wanted to really make it to where each song 
had as much noise and saturation and weird sounds as it could to kind of blow your mind, but then also have kind of a nucleus of pop right. to hone you in and keep you focused and like in it. Well, you see, before you got over here to my wonderful, uh, modest one bedroom apartment, CW, my mind was blown. I was cleaning off some remnants of blood from the back wall. You didn't see that because I did a really great job of cleaning. But if you did bring your black light, I don't know if you did, you would be able to see the remnants of the blood because my mind was blown while listening to this record. So well, well done. Wow. We need to get some of that blood and put it in our candles that we're going to make today. Well, nice transition. <laughs> great transition. Before we get to these. Yes, that's right. CW. We're going to make candles. So I've been making candles for, I don't know, maybe the last six to seven months. A couple of friends of mine have had me over and said, hey, let's make candles. And I had never done that before. And the candles we're making, we're not making candlesticks, we're making candles in uh, vessels. So go to Goodwill mm. if you want, or uh, you know wherever Value Village, get some cheap little glass vessels, and then you pour the wax in there, you add a color chip, you add some scent or some odor or some fragrance, and you wait a little bit for it to coagulate and cool and temper down, and you have yourself a goddamn candle. <laughs> it's that simple. Have you made candles before? I have never even thought of the prospect of making candles before. Wow. It's, it seemed, um, and I, before I moved to Seattle, I lived in, on the uh, East Coast. Okay. And there was the center, S-C-E-N-T-E-R, okay. of the universe, Yankee Hotel Candle Factory. Really? Which was kind of like the um, amusement park that you would go to out there. Okay. Because this is out in the middle of nowhere, Western Mass. Okay. And... I have been there and have absorbed the many flavors of candle. They would have things like bacon man musk candle. <laughs> bacon man musk. That sounds very meaty. I yeah. love it. Verdant armpit and stuff like that. <laughs> so there was a whole, I really got interested in candles out there because right. I never really knew the power and the scope right. and the spectrum. Um, so I'm happy to see how it actually happens now. Okay, so before we get to these candles, uh, you brought over some Silver City Brewery Tropic Haze India Pale Ale, 6.4% by volume alcohol content, which is very delicious. It's a potent tropical snack. Mixing some vodka with that is not gonna is not gonna be a bad thing. So I bought some New Amsterdam Redberry vodka from QFC, ninety nine cents That's for a, an airplane a bottle. Yeah, such a good deal. A discount diva yeah. buy right there. I like that. Only the best for people I've never met before. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna put down this microphone and uh, actually, will you hold this mic, yes. CW? And I'm gonna crack this vodka right here. Let's get it right in there. Oh. Do you hear the pleasure in that? I felt the pleasure. <laughs> I felt that pleasure. Okay, so I'm gonna pour us. Uh, this one. Okay. Whoa. Gonna, hot signal there. There we go. Hot signal. Hot signal. These are a lot bigger than you think. It's definitely bigger than a normal shot. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's impressive. Well, you know, I live to impress. <laughs> CW. I live to impress. So here, let's have some of this raspberry, red yes. berry, whatever the berry it is called, uh, vodka, and uh, let's make some candles and learn about your music. Amen. Cheers. That is so good. That's like tropical insect repellent, but flavorful. Yeah. I mean it in a very positive way. Wow. Why are you crying? <laughs> why, are you, why does this vodka make you cry? I'm um, my own blood now. That's right. And speaking of blood, we have uh, dragon's blood uh, scent over there for, for some, one of our candles. And I can go ahead and tell you what it smells like. Wow, it is like a dragon just breaking through a window and licking your face. You think it's going to eat you, but it licks your face. It's wow. nice. So, but it's blood. It's this is their blood, so it's funny that it would seem so friendly. Right. Well, how do you know what dragon's blood smells like? Have you ever slayed or a dragon or at least been around a dragon when it got like a paper cut? 
I sat a little too close to the TV when Game of Thrones was on, uh. and I, I could smell the TV screen. I think the dragon flavor was bleeding through the LCD. You know what? I am scared that you're going to eat some of the color chips and drink some of the dragon's blood. Because when you first came over here, CW, you were like, wow, this is so, these look so good. I want to eat and drink all of this. And I was like, please don't do that. Don't die on my watch, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure that none of this could kill you if you ate it. Because I ate <laughs> a lot sure of glue, about glue as a child. <laughs> so I think you can handle a candle. And I'm sure a lot of kids eat candles. Sure. I know if ever I have a child, I'm going to feed them candles growing up. <laughs> <laughs> a nutritious, it's a nutritious meal. Sure, why not? Why not? Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about the, what we're doing here for the candle setup okay. and then get more um, into what you're doing with music. So uh, it, this might be a little hard to translate via radio and no images, but so I've got a double boiler set up here. I've got a, uh, a pot that I would make maybe a pasta in, mm, you know, yeah. a, so, some linguine. A linguine. Sure. Mm-hmm. I got a pasta pot, and then I have a uh, another sort of container that I bought at the uh, Value Village, and so I'm just having this float in the water, and we're going to put some of these white flaky uh, wax chips, which kind of look like um, shredded coconut, or as you said... Um, white chocolate shavings that you would see at a wedding um, in the summertime. Exactly. CW, if you want to pour some of those white chips into this here uh, pot, that'd be great. I'd say pour about half of that about bag half into there. Load, okay. Half that load. Just unload half of that load. All right. They look really beautiful. Just kind of, it's hard to not dig your hand into it and just rub it around because it's right. very tactile. It has a soft, creamy flavor, and uh, the wax is just quite beautiful. Like if broken glass um, was full of joy, that's what it would look like. And so what we're going to do is we're going to let this all melt down until it's in liquid form, and then we're going to kind of gauge how much we have here compared to which, uh, what kind of vessel we're going to use to fill up. Um, yeah, and we've got okay. a bunch of color chips. We've got pink. We've got lime green, cranberry, gold, orchid. Uh, we've also got a lot of different scents, milk and honey, uh, Shanghai musk coffee. And so I think it's going to be really fun to uh, give you the experience of leaving with a present today. It is going to be really great to bring home and show my dog and my lady, <laughs> look what I did today. And I'll have something um, to show for it, which doesn't happen every day. So that's Well, nice. having something to show for it, that's another great transition, uh, CW, because we're going to talk about your music here. And oh. you do have something to show for yourself, goddammit. Yeah, um, there's an album. With your new album. And so um, this was recorded over three years, right? Mm. Uh, a bit on the East Coast and a bit on the West Coast. That's right. Um, now, I just heard about you recently because of... Uh, Kelly Fleek, she mm. reached out to me. And this is actually your second album. Second one. Right. And right. so um, give me a bit of the history of your band and how long, um, sort of when it, tell me about the inception and then tell me about the process of creating this new album. Perfect. Let's go back in time a little further though. Like, okay. this is my seventh album that I've played on. Okay. But Wall of Years is the first band that I've been the main songwriter for. And so being in all these different bands always and playing guitar or playing uh, sampler and electronics and stuff like that in other bands, it was never fulfilling enough because I didn't really get to say what I wanted to say. It was nice at the time, but then those would fold. So I just figured I'm going to start my own band mm-hmm. and kind of do it how I want to. So and that's were, how all of yours started. Were those bands uh, here in Seattle you were playing or were this was no. this on the uh, East Coast in Massachusetts? We played in Seattle probably 15 times with one of the bands that I was in called As Cities Burn. Mm-hmm. So we toured around the country a lot. I actually bought my guitar, my baby, my love here in Seattle probably 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, the one you still use today? The one that I still use today. And cool. I, when I went in there, um, 
they said that David Bazan had just been in looking at this guitar and yeah. he was going home to get money to come back and buy it. And I was like, and I'm a big fan of him. So yeah. I thought I'm going to steal it from him right now. So I got to get it before he gets it. You totally shafted David Bazan. I did. So I like to think of him and I met him. I met him later on. We played a show with him and I got to ask him about this and he had no recollection of it. But um, <laughs> oh, that's good. I like or to think your ass <laughs> would have been kicked, bro. <laughs> so... That's where, yeah, so it started as I wanted to kind of make my own music. Okay. And um, so I started kind of, I was in school, actually. I had been touring for years, and then the band broke up, mm-hmm. and I thought, Shizen, I better go back to school. Okay. I better do something with my life, because I'm just sleeping on people's couches at okay. the moment, homeless. So I, uh, I went back to school for creative writing, because I thought, oh, crap, I, I was previously an advertising major, mm-hmm. which felt really evil, but it was cool that you got to be creative, mm-hmm. but then when I just started thinking more about it, like if I have to sell Kleenex in a sexy way, mm-hmm. which is actually a great product, so <laughs> I want to, I've been using Kleenex a lot recently, because right. I got sick. Um, <laughs> I don't want to nullify the existence of Kleenex, but I did think, okay, um, I should probably try to be a creative person. All my heroes are that, so, and heroettes. So, um, in a poetry class, we had to make a sound poem, and that was the first Wall of Your Song, which was on our first album. Oh, really? Yeah. A sound poem. So, you had to make a sound poem. So, what do you mean a sound poem? Like, write a song or put music to the poem you wrote? It was a little bit... um, yeah, it was just you had to make something that was audio, and it could be lyrics. Lyrics from, oh. okay, not lyrics, let's say. It could be your poem, but you had to find a way to make it into sound. And so that's how I've always approached Wall of Ears, is it's very textural, it's very imp- improvisational, mm-hmm. um, it's very spontaneous, mm-hmm. but then it is refined okay. at the same time. So kind of the impetus for the band has always been create raw don't think about it i don't even remember making any song that i've ever made because i went so deep down the rabbit hole that i wasn't thinking anymore Mm -hmm. and then that's when the good part comes out so then you'll uh is this talking about like music or lyrics first or just everything you just kind of do everything in one sort of combined thing where you get lost uh in sort of everything as you're doing it Absolutely. I would say it comes in different ways. Like sometimes the lyrics do get more refined, especially mm-hmm. with this most recent album. But with the first one, I was really barfing lyrics just like out of my mind and whatever happened. Oh, wow. That would be it. So you'll just like sit down. This is always interesting to me because I've tried writing and um, I write some poetry, but it's not very good. And so it's always interesting to me how people write. And so you'll just sort of sit down and just sort of write whatever comes into your mind and then maybe try to form it into something that means something after. Is yeah. that that's sort of what you Yes. Did? I would say I, I loop the parts. I got a looper. That was a big change for me because I had been in all these bands. You're always just writing the chord progression, and then that's, that's kind of all you can do, and you can jam in the practice space. But then I started running all of my instruments at the same time through in a looper pedal so I can play keyboard, mm-hmm. then I can play guitar, and then I can play drums, and I can add everything together. And that really changed it for me and made mm-hmm. me realize I could write music myself. So I was suggesting everyone do that. That's it's cool. amazing. Um, but what I would do is I would play a part, and then I would just kind of start improvising nonsensical vocals. And a big thing for me, especially with this new al- album, it's called Hello Beautiful Nothing, and it was all about just like trying to get to a state where I'm not thinking at all, mm-hmm. and, but words are still moving through me, so where did this come from? Right. And I believe that they're beamed in from aliens that are trying to communicate through us, or even dimensions that we can't understand, right? Life right. is like reality, we think we know it, sure. but it's so beyond our control. But there could be like a little place in the world where you just can like take a pin and prick the 
prick the air and like something will open up to another like weird dimension. That's, Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Reality is we, we have confined simplistic notions of what it is. It's so much bigger than that. So my whole scheme is become as close to nothing as you can and then let the music kind of flow out and whatever that is capture that wow and so is that what you would say is on hello beautiful nothing is you that's the whole doing album. this that's the whole album that's that is the the album yeah that's cool. it's not it's unthinking pop music how long have you well i suppose you said you were in other bands and played guitar and stuff for what you did you say 15 years or you were in like 15 bands i forget what you said no, definitely not 15 bands. It's yeah, it's been like since I was in high school I started I started playing music when I was in It's funny cuz I'm a music teacher now and oh, I'm you are? teaching yeah. What and, what's uh, the age range? Uh 5th through 7th grade. Cool. So I teach them music. Nice. And art. I bet you're a cool yeah. teacher. I just you walk you walking up to my house right now. You're in a straw sort of hat, a Hawaiian shirt. This is what I wear to school. Some like cool like shorts and some funky socks. What's what's on your socks? Okay, it's Dennis Rodman, and I don't agree with his his whole business with North Korea, but right. as a child looking up to Dennis Rodman, I liked him, and I didn't really know him from basketball so much as I knew him from his films. Right. Double team with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> and, uh, but I thought it's so cool that someone is breaking all the rules. He's wearing a pink ballerina dress, like, right. you know, and yeah. going to the Oscars or whatever he did. And I just thought he was a great, like, example of self-expression. Yeah. He still is to me. Yeah. Well, even though I don't really know anything about him since then right since my childhood and double team that's what i always will think of him as and so this is uh, this is like an everyday school outfit for you i bet you the kids love you and i mean they do like it yeah and obviously you must be a really great teacher because your album is really good so you you know what you're talking about they call me fancy <laughs> my my clothing style really and i've heard you look like willy wonka uh -huh. you look like um who's the other person Austin Powers. Austin Powers okay. and Willy Wonka okay. is what I usually get. Do they know that you're a musician and have some albums? They do, yeah. Have they heard any of your music? They have heard it, and they, they seem to like it largely. That's cool. So that's cool. But Did you tie so them open. down and make them listen? Like, kids first day, listen to my album. No, they. I didn't want to show them, but that's all they wanted. Really? <laughs> yeah, but my goal in the class, I'm really excited about teaching. This has been, like, a huge thing for me. Um my goal is to just have them be creative and I don't give them any parameters at all but we're already composing music and it's only been the third day wow and everyone has already made one song so That's really it's going cool. pretty well yeah is this um, sort of a uh a school of rock situation where the the girls will eventually be on stage playing their tunes or is this just sort of an a classroom sort of situation where you're writing and composing in class I would say it's the school of experimental rock because um, we, we are playing a show we're recording an album as a grade uh, each grade is recording their own album and uh, we're going to play a show at the end and have an album release and we're doing we're going to learn covers but right now they're really learning very very strange very far out stuff mm -hmm. um, outside of atonal I mean we're in atonality right now mm -hmm. they're kind of experimenting with textures and making percussive compositions is the current is what we started with because it's so simple and tactile mm -hmm. you just bang on it and you find ways to bang on it in a way that's dynamic and right. match other people but we've been getting into graphic notation and just doing all this very very interesting stuff wow yeah i'm really pumped about it um well cw we started to melt yes the wax uh, oh gosh it got small can you describe this to the listening audience okay one what once was big and plentiful and white and flaky is now turn it to a yellow residue it's actually i would say it's gold are you talking it's about my penis <laughs> why would you do that jk jk um 
it is your penis. What? And if this is what your penis is, what I'm looking <laughs> at right wax. now, I would say that's <laughs> so you have the most friend. interesting dick on the market. <laughs> um, I think we're going to need to add some more wax. So, oh, what, more wax. What we have, I guess, um, CW, why don't you just add the rest of this wax into here, and we'll melt it all down and then wax figure. Wax static, baby. Wa here we that's go. right. Sponge, a little sponge reference. Oh, yeah. I grew up on that, dude. That was one of my favorite songs growing up. Wax Static. I remember listening to the end back in the day, and uh, when Sponge was super popular. Wax Static, and then they had another song too. Sponge uh, did. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of their other song, but they it had. It pairs nicely with Super Drag. Who sucked out the feeling? Oh, that is such a great one too. That's a really. That's yeah. one of my favorite songs of all time. Really? Yeah. Oh I man. Love super Drag. Do you do any covers uh, when you play live shows? We have. Yeah, we were working on a Sid Barrett cover right now for Dark Globe, which I think is the best song ever written. Yeah, Dark Globe. Is that one of Sid Barrett's tunes? Yeah, it's one of his solo albums okay. on his first album, The Madcap oh. Laughs. And I think it's a perfect song. But um, he doesn't really play in any kind of key or rhythm, so it's been very difficult mm -hmm. to kind of navigate. I would say it's very difficult. It's not really that difficult. We just have only spent five minutes working on it. <laughs> but um, I love covering that song. So, we're yeah, we're cool. going to do that one. You think you'd ever cover Who Sucked Out the Feeling? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I would. Because that with the, cor the chorus is so good and screamy. Oh, it's one of the best. Who sucked out the feeling? Right? Man, that song changed my life as a kid. How so? Well, I don't I Just seeing the video, that was like MTV busworthy. Oh, you know, was this it? This is very early, early okay. years. I remember that in like uh, standing outside a broken telephone booth with money in my hand by primitive radio yes, gods. Yeah, but I just thought the lyrical content was very interesting of and of the latter song of, or the former. Well, who sucked out the feeling too? Because it was just like, okay, I'm alive, I'm existing, mm -hmm. but like my feeling is gone, and what does that mean? It was yeah. a really like existential lyric mm -hmm. but with the standing outside of a broken telephone booth the lyrics there increasingly get more strange and abstract so it's almost like teaching you surrealism at a very young age yeah it's like okay you, the first verse kind of starts off and you're in logic the plane touches down in bourbon street well that doesn't happen i'm from new orleans and uh that would never fly that would only kill so that's <laughs> good that it doesn't happen uh -huh. but as the song progresses on by the last verse he's talking about Lions exist in zebra flesh or something like okay. that. I need to re-listen to this song. It opens your mind. Yeah. And I think that's what music can do and why it's so great. Yeah. And psychedelic music in particular, the stuff that I love, is stuff, and I think pop psychedelia is the best example of this. It drags you in with familiar tropes of pop music. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there's a verse, maybe there's, an, there's choruses or things like that. But you can get so outside of the box inside of that formula mm -hmm. that it opens people up. And also, I hope that's what I do with teaching. That's my only goal is to really set them free mm -hmm. and they open themselves up. Exactly. I don't want to impose too much. There's a light bulb hovering above your
want to listen to archived episodes of The Mixtape? Visit MyNorthwest.com slash Mixtape. You can also connect with Facebook, Facebook.com slash Mixtape Sean. Now, back to The Mixtape. CW, I think we should get your vessel ready for... Uh, is it already ready? It's almost ready, but we we need to get your vessel ready. So you've got a sort of a fishbowl style right. uh, vessel you've got, and then a more of a square traditional style. Very bulbous, this one. I'm really excited to see what I can fill it with. I definitely am already thinking ahead and thinking I need some kind of psychedelic swirl. Ooh, how do Different you... color tones. Ooh, different color tones. I've I've done that once, but not 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 since the one time if i can somehow get like three different colors and somehow spin them as they throw in so wow. that they kind of like twist around in a tie-dye format would be fine with me but we can experiment really just seeing what happens okay yeah. okay why don't you tap on that glass so people know we're actually doing something and not just producing radio theater work. of the mind there you go. Well, let's get your uh, wick uh, right. prepared oh, here. Oh, wow. That's way longer than you would think. Yeah. Well, we're going to probably, we're going to cut some of it off. So if you want to grab a wick out of that plastic sack, and then we've got some putty here. And so um, what you're going to want to do oh, is just take a little bit of putty, and you're going to want to affix it to the bottom here. So not too much. So go I'll ahead. Fix it to the bottom of this discus shape. Yes. Fix it to the bottom of the discus shape on the um, end of the of the wick. So you don't need a whole lot, but just enough to sort of put on there so, so then we can affix it to the bottom of the vessel. Okay. This, uh, this wax is sticking to the Ziploc bag. Right. You don't have to take it all out, but you can just kind of... Okay, just kind of reach in kind there. Kind of reach in and grab a little bit. So there you go. That's enough. That's an... Oh. Oh, that's way more than two. you need. I yeah. got two. I got two okay, samples. Okay, that's fine. So just put a little bit of that on the bottom of the discus shape. All right. So I'm applying... No, no, no. It. Sorry. On the, on the very underside of it. On the underside? Yeah. Right under here. Right there, so then you can... On the top side? Yeah. Oh, this goes to the bottom? Yeah. Oh, so what we're doing right now, listeners, is we are applying putty to the bottom of a discus shape so that it can stick to the bottom of the candle, Yep. and then the wick goes up. Right. I was thinking it was the other way around. Oh, what were you thinking? I was thinking this would go, like, on the top of the candle. Oh, okay. But here, so put it in here, into yours okay, there, okay, okay. and then stick it as in, much as in the, in the center as you can. So this is going... Okay, okay. So a straight line is very important. Yeah. Because if your candle is wonky, then it's not going to burn all the way down like you want it. So I'm sticking it in here. My fingers are a little too short. Here, let I me wish try I for you. Since are your fingers I've, taller I've than mine? Before, let okay. me hold the mic for me. Yeah. All right. He's Sean's on a deep dive into there. And he's then, applying the. It's a lot like um, in movies when people are in the hospital and they put those little pads on them. Yes. Like you're sick and it's a monitor. It reads your heartbeat or it reads your. 
how much snot is in your um, coagulated in your bloodstream or what whatever. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use a couple of knives here to just sort of help affix this. So just for the record, our fingers are too short for this, so that's okay because yeah. we have utensils. And if you're if anyone out there is insecure about their fingers being short, it's okay because you can always use knives to achieve whatever goal you need. I think it's not sticking because it's still. I washed this glass just a little bit before, so I need to dry it out a little more. And I did sweat onto the putty, if that's an issue. Uh, that That is an issue. I had a feeling that you would be a sweater just uh, <laughs> seeing you walking up here today. I was like, well, CW certainly looks like a sweater to me. <laughs> I have active like, glands. Like a fall sweater. <laughs> it's officially fall as of yesterday, which is the most horrifying news. Oh, are you not ready for the fall? No, the summer was a little too short even though it seemed like it was long for a day. Um, the only problem with the summer here in Seattle is that if you have an apartment that doesn't have any kind of AC, well, no one has AC, right? Not really, yeah. But if you don't have any kind of circulation and a smart way to go about circulating your air, you kind of are hot boxing your whole life. Totally. But I, it was nice because I sweated. It was like an exercise in my sleep. Well, I'm glad that you get some exercise in your life, you know, between making candles and making music. <laughs> so now C CW, as you'll notice, all the wax is melted in there. It's totally melted. It looks like a golden uh, P. It looks like P. It looks it like does. P, yeah. Now, what color do you want your candle to be? We have a, a slew of colors, as we mentioned earlier. Um, black, yellow, cranberry, lavender, pink, peach, forest green. The list goes on, my friends. I think gold, pink, and blue is going to make one. Wow. Okay. Like, I'm trying to find the most contrasting colors. And then a lime green and peach. Okay, so for your first candle, you want to do these three colors together? Yeah. Okay, take out one chip from each of those bags, and then just plop, it, plop them right the into the wax. You're going to put one of these color chips, which look like, it, they look like a, a, a tiny diamond-shaped piece of candy. Okay, I'm going to actually reduce that down to um, a gold. I'm just going to do two colors because okay. I feel like if we get three and they melt together, it's it, going to turn gray. It very well could. So these... So you're using gold and blue. Gold and blue, it's kind of... If you look at that geometrically together, it would be a nice tile for your kitchen. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and drop it in. There you go. And now we're just going to wait until those melt down. We're going to give it a stir. And now do you know what kind of scent you want? We've got dragon's blood, coffee, Shanghai musk, milk and honey, cantaloupe, mango, cinnamon, and also ginger. Mmm. And there's not a lot of ginger, so you'd have to use the whole of this, and hopefully that would be enough. That's uh, a whole serving right there. So. Yeah, approximately. I just kind of pour in the scent and estimate how much you know I think I might need. This is going to be a mango blood. Wow. Mango plus dragon. I've never combined scents before. I have no common sense. This is going to be great. I think things are meant to be combined. Things are meant to be juxtaposed. Yes. And when you do that, then you can create something new. Ooh, look at how this is melting together. And see, that's how you go about, I'm sure, creating your album or any music you make, is combining things that you wouldn't think that normally would go together. Am I correct? Surrealism is just two far-out ideas put together. And when you do that, it becomes so pleasant and so shocking. So that is, that is definitely the... Uh, the main force of the music is what surprising combinations can be made. Now, uh, CW, where can people find you on the internet if they if they want to check out Hello Beautiful Nothing and uh, and your your project, your band, your um, musical prowessness? Google will lead you to us, but wallofyours.com is the best spot. 
And then there, of course, is Bandcamp, Facebook, which is hogwash, and there's nothing really cool on there, and no hogwash. feasible way to understand it. <laughs> I haven't heard that term hogwash in so long. I'm glad that you just used that. And also, you have some music videos, too, and you have at least yeah. one live video that's on your website that I saw. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. We like making videos. Um, I love making films. I grew up outside, locked outside of my house. My mom would just lock us out. She's like, go have fun. So we would take her camera, uh -huh. me and my four brothers, and we would make kind of like recreate films of the time. Jackie Chan for us. Okay. Um, recreate like, uh, what was the Stanley Kubrick war film? Oh, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. So yeah. we would like be inspired by these things. And then we would take like our, you know, they we're kids at this point. So we would just try to remember what the plot of the movie was and then replicate it as oh. best we could. So it, it, outside. It could have been totally way off, but you're just doing it from complete memory. We made Aliens 4. <laughs> uh, before this was Aliens 3 at the time. Uh -huh. The Jean Genet uh, Aliens 4 hadn't come out yet. Wow. And we, I remember the opening scene is baseballs covered in mayonnaise. Uh -huh. And it had this like turf thing that I got off my dad's like indoor golf course and so th the mayonnaise baseballs were on top of the golf course turf and then I had little alien toys that was shaking around and we were re all about the credits we'd make them on windows screensavers so you could type in like produced by Chris Lott directed by Chris Lott actor <laughs> Chris Lott and stuff like that that's super funny but my brothers were amazing yeah that's that's how we grew up was just making films so I, I bring that into making videos now and try to make as many videos as I can for the album cool I like it um, alright CW so I'm gonna add some of this uh, some scent since you've not done it before I'm just gonna use my professional knowledge if you wouldn't mind holding this recorder Absolutely. again so we're gonna do uh, half mango half dragon's blood Okay. All right. So I'm just going to pour some of this in here. Very professional with a little hand pour. Sure. <laughs> and then I'm going to... That was a lot of mango. That but that's good because this dragon's going to need the mango to, to sweeten his sour. That's right. And if you want to put the mic in kind of closer, you can hear me pour this in here. Wow. If you ever wondered what dragon's blood sounds like getting poured into liquid mango, you just heard it. <laughs> it was it was quiet, but it was succulent and juicy if so you now got we're close enough. Stir this up a bit. This looks a little bit like Kool-Aid when you're making Kool-Aid. Like, yeah, super hot, burning. You know what I think about? Do you or ever Jello, Jello I'm thinking of. Do you ever think about stuff that you would actually never do that would be just the craziest, dumbest, weirdest shit? Like, sometimes I'll be like, what if I just drank some of this hot wax? That would be the worst thing and the dumbest thing ever to do because it would automatically just burn and co coat your throat. <laughs> but do you ever think about weird shit like that and oh, you're just sure. like, am I crazy? I don't do the thing, but am I crazy? Well, um, yes, I think that all the time. And I have a really good story about that. Okay. Um, John Rosuski, who made a lot of the music on this recent record with me when I lived in Western Mass, he told me once that he was staring at a spider web in the corner of his room. And he was like, I wonder what it's like to just lick a cobweb. And the spider was on it. And uh -huh. he just went up to the corner. Like he like, you know, crawled uncomfortably up on his counter in his kitchen uh -huh. and he licked the cobweb. And this was just like solo exploration for him. And, uh, he said that it was disgusting and, you know, did it, it like tethered. His... Yeah. Like it tethered to him and he couldn't really get it off. Oh, did but the he, spider he, come? He swallowed head? it. What? He said he had like no memory of like what the, sp he said the spider was on there, but nothing really happened. Like wow. either he didn't taste it. Or, like, this spider had a totally neutral flavor, <laughs> which is unlikely. The spider went in his mouth? <laughs> I believe so, yeah. I believe he licked it up. Was he sober? It's cool if he wasn't, but, oh, my God. He's usually sober, so I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. Wow. I would never do that. I 
Now, wow. But you almost would drink hot wax. Well, almost <laughs> is in like the biggest quotes ever. <laughs> okay, so we've, we're all ready here. So um, what we're going to do... Is that putty guy sticking? It's sticking. So um, I'll, I'll pour it in a little, and then you can pour in the rest just okay. so you can have the full experience. Or I'll do this I, first so one, and then all, on the next candle you can do it. So where we're at right now is we're already kind of at the final stages. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is a, so much easier than it can be. You should all make candles all the time and invent your own scents because we did this very simply. Okay, here it goes. So I'm gonna pour We're going to pour in. it in so you can hear it. You can't hear it because no. it's deliciously quiet. And it's kind of, we have like a neon green. Oh, we'll take care of that. You don't need to move your hands out so I don't burn you. Wow, look at that. It was like wow. the perfect amount of wax. My God, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Okay, so now I'm going to use a knife. It is. It looks exactly like Predator's Blood. It does. That's what this one's going to be called, Predator's Blood. This mixture of mango and, and dragon's blood? Yeah. So you see I'm putting a knife up here to balance out the, uh, the wick because it was starting to list to the right. And because the wax is so hot, the, the wick was starting to list. And so now I have a, uh, a utensil on top of the vessel, and I'm holding the wick upright, so then it'll stay in that position when the wax finally starts to, uh, to temper and to, and to cool, cool down. And the first thing I noticed about Sean's candle collection is that his wicks go straight up. Yeah. That's some of the most, like, erect wicks I've ever seen. Well, to quote Paula Abdul, straight up, I want to tell you... I want to love you forever. I just wanted to say that because of straight up, and my wicks are straight up. <laughs> they really so are. So this is going to take probably 45 minutes to totally set, and so um, that's a cool color. It's, uh, what was it, green and gold? That was blue and oh, gold. Blue and Royal gold. blue. Royal. And gold. Yeah. That's super cool, and it looks very much like Predator's Blood. So um, I noticed also on your website you have a lot of cool merch. You have an option of giving somebody a voicemail. Yes. Have, has anyone no uh, one has, taken no one you has, up on that? No one has done this. But Why not? I, it, I, and so I'm crazy what, about explain it. Explain what this is. And you also have uh, an ear ashtray. Yes. Made by a local artist, I, I think, right? Yes, my partner. Okay. And it's it's wonderful. Yeah. I have all the prototypes. How big is it? It looks pretty big from the it's, photo. Uh, it, I'd say it's double the size of your average candle, maybe even triple the size. So it's it's if your ear times four. Really? Yeah. That's a big-ass ashtray. It's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. And so tell, uh, explain the voicemail thing. The voicemail thing, you know, and it's kind of like no one's done it, so I haven't really refreshed myself on what it was for uh -huh. a while. But basically the premise was I would love to make a voicemail for someone and, and orchestrate a, a whole entire one that they could just upload on oh, their really? iPhone. Yeah. So like what, like something like 30 seconds to a minute, you'll create like an original song or whatever the person wants, or you'll do your own thing? It would be, yeah, what, whatever the person wants, but I would orchestrate it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So no one's done it, but I'm very excited for that moment that it does come. And I may just um, I may just have to do my own so people see how fun it is. I think you should have an example up so people know what they're getting into. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I am an idea guy. <laughs> so and I've been wanting to change my voicemail. I always, I got in trouble from my mom. She said, your voicemail is not professional enough. Oh, really? What does it say? Hey, this is CW. Boing, boing. <laughs> it was kind of like that for a long time. Um, and then I had one that I made, I think, when I was inebriated mm -hmm. once, where I was kind of like, hey, it's Chris, leave a message. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out how to change it for a long time. So my mom was just like, Chris, you're never going to get a job. That's funny. And uh, she was right. I'd and you, you've been out of a job since then, <laughs> since that moment. Until I finally change it to my more professional one that exists now. What does it say now? 
Um, Hello, this is CW with an English accent. <laughs> makes me sound more professional. The British accent helps a lot. Yeah. And so I do employ that whenever I can. Good. When I actually I went to, on a UK tour, and this is kind of before, I was learning a lot about how it's... You're, it's not smart to emulate anyone else's accent while you're in that same country. While you're in, well, I guess just any time. You know, I thought it was fun growing up. Oh, but. So I was just an asshole <laughs> fo- a few moments ago. Thanks, CW. Politically correct. Um, if we're gonna go there, but I, uh, yeah, I would try to speak in British accents while I was there because uh-huh. it's something that I had just. I was enamored with British culture. Yeah. Growing up and British yeah. artists. You're an Anglophile, if you will. Yes. For sure. And so, uh, but I was instantly called out on, on being a fake. But, oh, really? So they uh, could tell, the people over in the UK could tell that you were faking it? And I always had been praised in the South for having, like, the best English oh, impersonation. Can you do an impersonation for me now? God, okay, well, give me, it's going to come out naturally okay. in the next, uh, I'll go into it soon, okay. but I have to kind of refresh myself. Sure, sure. Cheerio. Che- cheerio. Do you want some Cheerios? <laughs> I liked kind of always doing like the British punk accent, uh-huh. which is like, "Are you fucking wanker?" <laughs> I'll go into it more. But so, so, fresh. so you're fresh. you were in the UK and you were talking like an idiot um, in the UK English accent. Yeah. And so, how long did it take for you to get called out? And did you feel sort less, of embarrassed? Less than a second, really. Less than a How second. They, I mean, they live there, so obviously they are professionally. It's they, your natural they, kn- they know it, so you can't ever truly replicate another accent. Like even trying, to, I've tried to been trying to learn French my whole life, yeah. and even in this album, I have nonsensical French statements okay. that are in there um, that don't actually mean anything. But they were me trying to replicate French and always getting it wrong. So yeah. I thought that's valid lyrical content. Me not being able to speak French in the right way, French. but trying my whole life to do it earnestly. Um, and I always said, what did I always say? When I was walking through a crowd and you would almost bump into someone, mm-hmm. pardon, say moi, or something like that. But mm-hmm. that's actually like, that's just like a bunch of French words that, that don't mean. Pardon, say moi is not what you say when you like bump into someone. But I've said that yeah. and instinctively it comes out when I'm still, like if I was about to bump into you, you in the street and I didn't know it was you yeah. and you were just a mystery man with a question mark on your forehead, yeah. pardon, say moi. It's like, it's not even a sentence. Pardon? Say means like the uh-huh. plural, and why and is me? Pardon the me. Pardon the me. Which there actually is some logic, I guess you could derive sure. from that. I like voulez-vous coucher avec moi, c'est soi. Whoa, from Moulin <laughs> yes. Uh I think it's will you sleep with me tonight, or I want to sleep with you tonight, or something. Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. Um, I I wish I could decode it, you know, <laughs> organically for you, but right. If only we were wind talkers. <laughs> do you have any shows coming up? I saw on your website we you just do. had a tour. You had some tours in June, so you have some stuff coming up. Yes, we do. We're playing um, with my old band and my best friends and my also my biggest inspirations, Moon Honey. They're coming uh, the day before Halloween. Cool. October thirtieth at the Sunset Tavern. Okay. So that's our next show. We're kind of like going to work in some new material that we're writing right now and uh play together with moon honey on several songs and vice versa that's going to be that's going to be unreal we're calling it um i'm trying to work on the name for the event right now Mm -hmm. but i want to do hallucin hallucinatory halloween right um but i haven't quite figured out is that how you would say it is that the best way to say it hallucinatory halloween i think yeah hallucin that sounds that sounds perfect it also just sounds like a name like uh 
Mildred or Ludwiga or something from the 50s. Ludwig. <laughs> um, but yes, that's that's happening cool. then. And then our next show after that is our uh, release show for the new music. I'm really excited to hear the new stuff that you have because, uh, yeah, like I mentioned earlier in the interview, I just found out about you through um, through Kelly Fleek, who is also in the Spider Ferns, and they're a fantastic band so as good. well. And so, um, again, what's your website? Wallofears.com. Okay. All right. That's real original. I yeah. like it. You're going with Straight .com. Up. Just the easiest thing that you could possibly think of. Spray off your tongue. So are you into like cannibalism or some sort of like ritualistic sort of murders? Because if I saw a wall of ears, I would turn around and leave. Is that something that inspired the name of your band? Well, surrealism is my main like artistic influence and aesthetic. I think that it's so beautiful that you can break every single boundary and have bizarre juxtapositions. So I thought wall of ears is something that also... Um, is startling at first mm -hmm. you know it's scary it's mm -hmm. nightmarish and we definitely go to the nightmare realm mm -hmm. but we try to like put a positive little nike check at the end of it um uh oh oh gosh oh shit oh, the knife sh came undone cw what are you doing oh wow just put that knife back up on there he cw accidentally he was getting very um into the thing he was talking about are you okay did you burn yourself no it's just okay wax, which is okay fun. good um, oh geez cw I was well, worried. Could have been dangerous. Then. Here, stand over here. Stand, okay. stand, yeah, yeah. stand away from that hot wax. So, dang, where I was in a really good. You were talking room. about surrealism and wall of oh wall of, wall of ears, ears so and I sounding was, kind I'm, of frightening. I'm really obsessed with Phil Spector's concept of the wall of sound. Yes, which is how I got to that name, wall of ears. And his concept of the wall of sound is you record as many instruments as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, so that you can't tell what the instruments are anymore. Okay. And I think for me that's really influential in how we make our records is like uh, so many tracks, lots of layers. We build the song in the studio. Mm -hmm. So the song doesn't really exist. It's not like I'm playing my acoustic guitar and writing the song. The song exists with me going into my own studio, laying stuff down, getting my friends to come in. We're all working together and cultivating the song. Mm -hmm. And then the lyrics are spontaneously happening and we put them in there and then we cut the song up and we rearrange it. Um, and so the premise of making so many sounds that you don't know what they are, it's almost like sometimes when you hear a song and you're like, oh, that's a guitar riff, you reduce it in your mind. That's a guitar riff. Right. I don't care about guitar. Or you do care about guitar. Um, oh, that's a harp part. But when you actually can't tell what the instruments are, mm -hmm. you listen in a totally different way and your ears are not, they don't have any preconceived notions. Right. And so you're really hearing it kind of abstractly you think that and forces, more acutely. Do you think that forces people to listen even a little bit more closely to the music that you're creating if they don't know exactly what they're hearing? Because I definitely, I do that. 
Absolutely. I think if you don't know, um, or if you're if you're listening to say world music, which I love listening to, mm-hmm. um, currently I've been going through a lot of the Alan Lomax recordings of like Indian music okay. from 1930s, 1940s, and I have no idea what any of the instruments are, mm-hmm. but because of that, the texture of them is more potent, and I'm not like relating it to any orchestral instrument that I understand. It's beyond my understanding. Yeah. And it's so much more beautiful there. Um, so we have added the final colors here. We've got oh, is this peach and pink. I put peach and pink in here. And so... That looks like orange Powerade. It does. Should we put another color into it to give it... Yeah, it's up to you. This is going to be your candle. So what, what kind what of... if we did like... Could we do one half of another color? Sure. Yeah. Could we knock over the milk and honey? Okay, yeah, we'll do... We'll do one half of, not green, let's do one half of yellow, just okay. to kind of sweeten that. All right, we're going to sweeten the deal. And we have scissors here, so can I use those? You may. Okay, so we've cut it, and it was really fun to do that. <laughs> All right, and then there's been some fragments that we're going to drift in later, okay. and I think, depending on the placement that they go in the water, they make coagulate um, and have like little brighter enterprises. And you see, because earlier you mentioned how it would be cool to maybe have some sort of like psychedelic swirls. I don't know how you would do that with this. Now that you see the process, no, I don't think that there would it. be a way. Yeah, you'd have to maybe add it in at the very last second. Yeah, when like it's starting as, to get hard. Or, oh, as you pour it in here, and we can try this, as we pour it in, maybe we can add a new color in that will slowly melt into it. Maybe. Well, I think, because it, it takes a minute to melt, but I mean, I'm willing to try. Because we can like kind of pour it in and then I drop a couple of different flecks of a different color in mm-hmm. and we'll see if it's somehow... Sure. It, I'm about... It may not work. It and may it, not work. But it may. But it may. Would you, would you be a peach and read what my hat says, please? Master bait and tackle. It's a dirty job to tackle. And that's it. Thanks. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> I got this hat today uh, for fifteen dollars at the Fremont Vintage Mall. Do you know wow. that? Do you know that place? I do. It's one of my favorite spots to go to. Uh, I'd love another one. Uh, yeah, it's cool. So I saw this hat there on Wednesday or Thursday, and I didn't buy it, and I was like, ah. Oh. And so I went back there today, hoping they would have it, and I looked through the pile of hats, and I didn't see it. The very last place I check on the outside of the basket where all the hats are in, I see it, and I'm just like. Thank the Lord. That's the and one. Now I've got, because I had an interim hat and I wasn't quite sure if I liked it or not. Maybe when we're done with this interview, I'll model for you mm. and I can get your opinion the on feedback, that. Yeah. But I, what do you think? I'm, I don't wear, I mean, what do you think of this hat? Does it look all I right? Like it. Does it uh, fit my head well? Oh, it fits your head perfectly. Yeah. It's really well framed cool. um, and it's got this like kind of Cajun vibe, which yeah. I like. Okay, good. And and it's, and for the listener, it's a, it's a fishing and tackle hat. So it says yeah. master bait. I did not get that until you just said that. What? Master bait. Okay. You didn't get master bait for I real? I didn't get it. Oh. It's a dirty job. Okay. I was trying to like parse like why it's funny. Cause I, knew it was, <laughs> I knew it was funny, but I was like, why? Right. Okay. That reminds me of the master beta club that you could have been in, in high school. Master beta club. Yeah. Is that a thing? It was in my school. They had that. Really? And it was just a constant joke. The butt of all jokes. Right. Well, that's, you know, I love those kinds of jokes. Okay. See, okay. Well, see. I have a, my dad has a hat. That's an oyster hat. Okay. And on the cover of it, on the front, just like you have uh-huh. on this little front piece where your skull is, it says uh, it has a it has a woman, uh-huh. and on the back it says "Eat it raw oysters." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, Dad, that's 
That's a very sexual hat. Your dad's cool. That you're wearing to like my 13th birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it raw. Oysters. All right, let's add some some flavors here. Okay. So yeah, so you saw what I added. So, so just so, to add a little, don't add too much. Di- yeah. We're, we're doing a trifecta here, so we we're definitely do less than normal. So we're doing coffee, cinnamon, and milk and honey. And I bet no one out there has ever thought of a coffee smell with an orange Powerade coloring. Never. Here we go. We're going to do just a little oh, bit there. There you go. That's perfect. A coffee. The land of milk and honey, where we all want to end up. This is a one that you shoot in droplets. We'll do two two scores of these, is what my, medic, my medicine shaman side is telling me. And then, of course, we're going to top it off with a nice cinnamon. Oh, yeah. Man, I can smell this already. God, that smells I'd add like... I about half of what's in there. That smells like pure Christmas. Ah, just pour the rest in. Shit. Over, overshot it. He overshot it, folks, but it's okay. Do you want to pour this into the vessel? I do. All right. And then the wick is already listing, but it's okay. We'll get a knife up on there and we'll fix it. Oh, did you want to uh, oh, oh, put, put oh, flakes yes. of other colors yes. in there? Let's try um, what's going to stick out in there. Is like I'd a say blue. a green or a blue. Okay. Oh, let's try Something the, bright, the I would think. So my premise here is we're going to pour it in. Actually, if you can pour it in, okay. I'm going to chop up little green kind of nuggets to be dispersed. Blue. Yeah, we're going to use blue. So you pour it in, okay. and then I'll just go... Okay, you'll chop it as we go. Yeah. All right. All right, so let's get this to the edge. Here we go. So we're doing a very complex procedure here. Chopping off little blue I nuggets. Wanna, I don't want to get your hands now. I think we're going to have to melt a little bit more wax. I'll get some more wax started. Oh, wow. This is cool because we can do, like, multiple color tones on top. Yeah. So these, my theory is going to be that these guys are going to melt down. Oh. Right now, they're going to melt down into little streaks. Okay. I can, t- oh, I can totally, yeah, you might be right here. So now the top of the wax is turning very spider webby because the colors of the blue chips that were just placed in there by CW are sort of spreading out and looking very much spider webby. What's your friend's name again that ate, eats spiders? John Rasuski. John Rasuski would love this candle he right now. He would lick this. Oh, this is looking beautiful. <laughs> that is really They're cool. They're kind of all building their own little multiverses of web-like activity outside of themselves. I'm going to put a little bit more wax in the tri- in the double boiler so we can get that right up to the top. I really like the idea, CW, of adding uh, little color chips into the wax as it's um, sort of melting and setting. And you know, it may not work, but at least it's going to do something. Yeah, no, that looks super I cool. think it is kind of streaking out, yeah. Dude, you've just opened my mind. This looks like some kind of Radiohead album art. Like totally. In rainbows is what it looks like right now. Or it looks like a future um, Wall of Ears album art. It does. You're right. Don't give Radiohead all the credit. <laughs> I, I have been giving them a lot tonight. That really does look super, super cool. And you how's can, it smell? How's it smells smell? a little weird, but I kind of like it. My nose isn't working correctly just because of all the hog hogwash that's been building up inside of it. These candles do smell nice, though. And so, can they I both tell you? Look like Powerade. Can, can I tell you a little? Uh, you want to learn a candle term? Yeah. A cold throw is the scent of a candle when it's not being burned. It's called a cold throw. What does so, that mean? Burn is in it's not melted. Right. It, no. It, when it, like the the candles in my room right now, if you can smell them when you walk in the room, they have a good cold throw. And then when you oh. light the candle, that's called a hot throw. And so then that's after you light them, and then you smell the candles. That's called a hot throw. So the fragrance of the candle is de- essentially called a throw. Like so, does it have I a good throw? That. Yeah. Wow. Cold throw and hot throw. I just learned that. 
And I like that because a smell is, you know, it's always leaking out. Yeah. But a throw is like a singular action that like, you think of. Yeah. Um, so it's like if you could just think of it constantly, like, moving its arm and throwing the smell out. Right. That's, which is actually what it it's is kind doing. kind of what's happening. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, yeah, I think, you know what, CW, I think that we should uh, we should finish up this little interview here. We're going to take care of our candle, have some more beer. CW, this was fantastic. I'm really happy that you came over to my house, and we've made some candles, and we've had some beer. Um, do you smoke cigarettes? I will right now. I, I'm trying to quit, but it's not working so well, so I think we should uh, go have a cigarette and wait for our candles to coagulate. That sounds like a beautiful goal. Thanks, CW. Very, very simple and <laughs> life-affirming. Yes, life-affirming. Also, death-affirming. Death, uh, <laughs> but in life, there is death, and death is going to be the most beautiful passage that we make in our journey, I think. I just don't want it to come too soon, even though some days I do. Other days, I'm like, eh, life's not too bad. But the thing is, you can never really predict when death's going to come. It's right? going to sweep you up when you least expect it. So smoke them if you got them. I think so just really live your life like whatever makes you the happiest. Yeah. But do do care about like the people that love you. Yeah. At the same time. Like they they want to see you around a long time. Yeah. But I'm not saying you should quit cigarettes probably. I, yeah. But I'm going to smoke one with you so it shows how like so well, it shows how, how unsupportive you are, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to enable you for a little bit longer. <laughs> but I do think that um No, you make a good point though. Is live the life that you want to live, but also remember that there are people that care about you and want to see you around and life it really isn't that bad if you really think about it. It it is very hard to live, I think in the modern world that we live in. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. But you're also alive, and you could have been a rock, or you could have been a fish stick, or you could have been just... Or it could have been an abortion. You could have been an abortion, but, like, you made it this far, and, like, congratulations on living. We are all the strongest swimmers, if you really think about it. We had some fucking um, gumption when we were just little sperms and stuff. Why can't we just keep that going? How many millions of, like... Other assholes did we have to beat out? Yeah, there's millions, trillions, maybe. Right. And you exist, and it's like, it's so beautiful I that we're alive. I yeah. fought for this. Yeah. You exist for a reason, and it's because you're one tough cookie. God damn it, and I love cookies. Yeah, no, gosh, if you could get a cigarette-flavored cookie. <laughs> <laughs> then I would be dead yesterday. All right, we're going to call this a day. Thank you, CW. Thank you very much, Sean. Appreciate it. Yeah.